hello you are listening to the voice of florence isikuzo davis aka dr flow music and this is the artistry of dr flow music podcast and in this episode of fate journey you will be listening to the voice of my special guest Let's call Miss Dacus Adepaju for this podcast episode. Good evening, how are you? Hello! How's it going? <laughs> nothing much, nothing much. Who am I speaking with? Just to make sure. This is Dorcas. <laughs> <Dorcas. laughs> You're not messing with you. That's all right. <laughs> oh my goodness, the doctor is so so much uh, pleasure to have you. Oh my goodness, truly appreciate you coming oh, on no to talk with me on this episode of my podcast. I'm excited to be here and uh, talk about mental health. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, I was like. Yeah, I'm really gonna reach out to Dawkins because I know she's gonna have a lot of information to share with me and the listeners, and also that will add a lot of value to our mental health, you know, especially with all we're going through, you know what I'm saying, with this pandemic and both pre-pandemic, pandemic and post-pandemic, I believe you had a wealth of information to share with us on how people, uh, you know, you know what you see every day at work definitely mm-hmm. anyways um before we even dive into that guys i'm yeah. just gonna you know remind you all that you, this is the artistry of dr flow music podcast and you're listening to the voice of florence because of davis aka dr flow music and i'm so excited to welcome dr Dawkins. welcome 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 all right, listeners, you guys are going to be blown away by this wonderful lady. You know, I know, I know, I know, you know, I know her. You know, she's my uh, sister in Christ, and we sing together in our praise team. Amen. And I also, <laughs> she is my sister. She's from Nigeria. So I'm just going to leave it right here now. And I want you, Sadakas, uh, to go ahead and, and just tell us a little bit about yourself in a nutshell. Now it's funny when when you say in a nutshell, I, I have a short answer and I have a long answer. Okay, <laughs> you know how long we have. <laughs> okay, okay, I won't be too long. So, so in a short answer is you know, I I, I just say I'm I'm a woman on a journey to seek out and to live my purpose on this earth. That mm. is my short answer of who I am. That's what I'm doing here, you know, um, in this life. Mm-hmm. But the long answer is. As we have already said, my name is Dr. Dorcas Yabo Adepoju. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born in Washington, D.C., raised in the Maryland suburbs. Mm-hmm. I moved to San Antonio in May 2012 um, to serve as a psychiatrist for an underserved community. Mm-hmm. I worked with people experiencing homelessness in San Antonio for about seven years, mm-hmm. and then later for another one and a half years. I've worked with people with severe and persistent mental illness who happen to be hospitalized a lot, mm. uh, you know, for psychiatric and or physical conditions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm 
I'm I'm just excited about what I do. I love psychiatry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's an act of service. It's it's my passion, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm happy to be here today to talk about mental health. Mm-hmm. Wow. I toss my hat for you seriously because it takes a special person to dive into mental health. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Because sometimes, you know, one of the classes that I took, you know, during nursing program, you know, in my graduate school was mental health, and I tell you, it was challenging for me. It wasn't something yeah. easy to yeah. to do. Yeah, it, it it can be challenging. Yeah, uh, yeah but. I just, you know, that's why it's good for anything that you go into that you really have a passion for. Absolutely. You have to have, yeah. Absolutely. So. I know you're not just only a psychiatrist. You are also a mother. I love your little baby girl. Yes. <laughs> I'm a mother of one 10-year-old girl. So, yes. And, and you know, she inspires me. And she um, helps ground me mm-hmm. and um, help me to create a work-life balance you know mm-hmm. because of her. If it wasn't for her i just work mm-hmm. so tell yeah. me about it tell me about yeah. it <laughs> yeah when the when the babies come you just put a little break on some stuff yep. you know what i mean right. and they take some kind of priority in our lives you know wow you know, you you get to um school is over and i know she's been having fun with you i know you're you had a little vacation you traveled yeah. with her and then you all had fun Yes, definitely, definitely, and I, you know, I'm a big believer in taking, you know, personal time out for family. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Wow, that is cool. Wow. So, um, before we even go into um, other questions about uh, mental health and about your faith journey, because I know you're a lover of God, mm-hmm. I just wanted to find out um, who has been your biggest inspiration. You know, maybe has helped you being a mentor in your life, or I know you mentioned your daughter. Of course, our, our kids will always inspire yeah. us to do better. You know, but I'm just go- looking at the area of mentorship. Who has really been somebody you look up to, or has really helped you in your purpose and in, in in making who who you are today? Oh, I, I I appreciate that question, and it's funny because I'm I'm an introvert, so I do a lot of thinking and introspection and searching within myself. So I try to find solutions to my own problems, but I do read into the lives of others. Mm-hmm. But I have to start from my own life, as you said, and and I have to uh, say it's my definitely my parents mm-hmm. uh, because they came here as immigrants mm-hmm. who were only students, mm. you know, had to do regular you know, blue collar jobs to get started, to work their way through school. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, they had five kids mm. and they both got their bachelor's degree. And then my dad went on and got his master's degree. Mm-hmm. And now many years later, just a few years ago, my mom um, had a doctorate in natural medicine. So wow. it's like, you know, yeah. So I have to say it has to be them because yes. they had to overcome a lot of obstacles to mm-hmm. do what they did. You know, um, so I have to start with them, you know, um, if I'm ever thinking about giving up, I'm like, hey, how did my parents do this? How come they kept going? Yep. You know, what mm-hmm. made them do it? You know, they're here today and we are too because of them. Mm-hmm. So I have to, you know, think about them. And then uh, and then the other person, believe it or not, you know, um, you know, Oprah Winfrey. You know, oh, wow. I, I really, <laughs> yeah. I really hated it when her show went off the air. Yeah. Yeah. She did, she did her own thing and yeah. she did her own network. Yeah. But, just, but she, she's someone that came from nothing and mm. made so much of herself. 
And, you know, mm-hmm. so I just like looking from a distance and looking at her life and seeing how she does things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and like I said, another thing to motivate me, you know, so. And, and I just like any story about people that that are, have been underdogs or came from nothing. Yeah. Those type of stories inspire me. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, sometimes people don't remember, you know, where they came from. You know what I'm saying? You hit this success and you just forget, you know, that is a journey that you started from somewhere and you have to at least, you know, find your foundation and, you know, from those people and use that also to kind of encourage others that might be in the similar journey to like, hey, look at how this person, you know, who he is right now. You know, some people look at the success. They don't see what you were before, what you've been through before, you know, you know, and they kind of like try to like, you know, bring some elements of judgment, you know, you know, how you live your life. But Mm. when you are going through the suffering and, and they don't see it, you know, Mm -hmm. until you tell your story. In fact, that's why I love this podcast that I just started. God placed in my heart. It has been a huge, a huge inspiration for me too and i know i pray it's gonna be for other people as well and our listeners because when i just listen to people you know we see each other we pass by we talk we chat you know what i'm saying but Mm -hmm. this has given me an opportunity to really you know hear from other people and hear their perspective on things and their journey and kind of like wow there's a lot of good out there you know mm-hmm. there's a lot of good out there and all we need to do is just to hear each other's journey and and, exactly. and strengthen each other you know what i'm saying definitely oh, wow thank you so much i know opera your parents <laughs> I, I can relate yeah. with you with that on nigerian parents are like oh no, they are fighters <laughs> yes they are fighters and, and they, they have something within them you know yeah you sure do yeah. and I, I i tell you my mom and dad are my biggest inspiration too, you know. And if I can name somebody in the secular world that has been an influence, a huge influence, yeah, Oprah will be in, in there too as well. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, strong black women that came out of nothing. And mm-hmm. if I have to mention a guy, I will say Barack Obama. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That had no dad, you know, active you wow. know, father, role mother, you know what I mean? Just raised by yeah. a single mother. And look uh-huh. at who he is now. So mm-hmm. we do have people in the secular world and in the in a Christian, you know, of course in a Christian dom, I'll say God and Jesus for me for sure. You know. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, um, we will be right back, guys. I hope you're enjoying it so far. You're listening to the artistry of Dr. Flow Music Podcast. And um, I am here with my special guest, my sister, you know, but in but in Christ and also, you know by um nationality and um yes. her name is dr Dawkins adepaju a mental health psychiatrist and you will be hearing more from her all right sister Dawkins, just a little bit about um your Christian work. Can you tell us um, when you first got saved and when you received Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Um, well, I have to say that, yes, I, I am a Christian. I'm of the Seventh-day Adventist faith. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents are Seventh-day Adventists. Um, 
their their parents were um, ministered to by missionaries that came to Nigeria and ta- mm-hmm. talked to them about the Seventh-day Adventist faith. Mm-hmm. And that's how I, I came into the faith. So I was born and raised in the Seventh-day Adventist church. However, at the age of 12 is when I made, you know, a decision to mm-hmm. be baptized. Mm-hmm. Um, I got uh, biblical instruction from a female pastor. Her name was Norma mm-hmm. Osborne. And um, she gave me um, some biblical instruction prior to being baptized and I got baptized. However, I have to say um, that, you know, when you accept Christ, that's, you know, that's one step, mm-hmm. but it, it's not, you just don't, it's, it, it's not over and done with at that time. Absolutely. You know, I have been growing from that, that time, you know, the Christian life is one of growth and, you know, as time passed and I had endured multiple challenges in life, mm-hmm. um, I, I, my relationship with God grew and evolved you know it had its ups and downs um you know but but the trajectory has always been upward you know towards Mm. him Mm -hmm. and so yeah so so yes i accepted him at 12 but i'm still you know wrestling with him till now absolutely (laughs) absolutely he's a journey you know because even when you accept Christ as a personal Lord and Savior, like you love, like what you said, we believe that is the foundation. That is the beginning of our Christian work. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Even for Christ Himself, you know, when He got baptized, you know that you know that 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 scene. You know, when we watch the Passion of Christ and you know all the Bible stories that we read growing up and and the pictures we see in Bible stories, we see when Christ was baptized, how the dove came you know on on yeah. him and and god pronounced this is my this is my son in whom i'm well placed right mm-hmm. that automatically is his identification you know god has affirmed it already even before his ministry you know what i'm saying even before yeah. his ministry god already affirmed it that this is my son in whom i'm well pleased he has not done anything he has not healed people he has not raised the dead you know what i'm saying this is what god you know said so i'm that kind of stuck with me and what you have said that you know when you receive him as your lord and personal savior that is when the christian walk starts that is when ministry starts you know Mm -hmm. i'm saying sometimes we try to get our affirmation don't get me wrong it's good to get our affirmation from people you know what i'm saying but when Mm -hmm. you get your affirmation from god Mm -hmm. first it is powerful it kind of engineers Mm -hmm. you to face whatever obstacle that you face along your journey along your ministry in anything or your purpose that god calls you so yeah that is that is for sure and that was you you received him at 12. mine was at 13. i was 13 when i was 13 so you know like i always say when you receive it you know you go to church with your parents then when life hits then you know oh yeah i gotta i gotta know him for myself exactly mm-hmm. wow all right uh, can you just tell us a little bit about your faith journey i know you said you mentioned about something you know of you have a lot of testimonies and and how god has you know you know helped you in in those aspects of your life that you really want to you know share with us on how god brought you through and what faith journey means to you in, in that um uh in, in this context yeah, it's it's interesting that, um, you know, when you're growing up, you know, parents are in the church, you go to church every week, you know, it becomes a, a routine. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, um, 
I went to college. I still stayed at home when I was in college, but college brings its challenges because you're an adult. You have all this coursework and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I already knew entering college that I wanted to be a physician, mm-hmm. but you know, you know, college, you know, had its own challenges, you know, financially to to pay for that, and then right. medical school costs you know, even more, I was like, well, how am I going to do this? Right. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. but the interesting thing is I feel that, you know, God wanted me to become a physician mm-hmm. because he was just outlining, you know, the steps along the way without me even knowing it. Mm-hmm. My mom had pre- presented me with an article, mm-hmm. I think around the age of 16, it was from the Washington Post. I live in the Washington DC area. Mm-hmm. And it was about, uh, you know, a girl and how she made it to medical school. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it told me all kinds of things and i read that at 16 right and mm. I, I may have even kept the article right. i don't know but right. i forgot all about it until mm-hmm. like a year before i was supposed to go into medical school mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and i was interviewing uh, at different uh, schools yeah. but thank goodness i interviewed at howard university and they I, I i'm just so happy that they were such a giving university in that even though they were interviewing people that they don't they didn't know whether or not they would you know, accept them. Yeah. They still gave them information on how they can get medical school paid for. Mm-hmm. And so, so, um, they gave me information and I still set that aside. I don't know why, maybe because I was doing other interviews. Wow. I set that aside. Wow. And, and, but then at the last minute, I was like, really, how am I going to pay for medical school? I'm almost done with college. Yeah. And then I remembered the paperwork they gave me. Wow. And there was a thing called the National Health Service Corps uh-huh. that was in that paperwork. And it was also in that article my mom gave me at 16. What? So, so, so it was not unfamiliar to me because yeah. I heard about it before. Yeah. And, and so I quickly applied for it because it was actually due within a week from when I just you know, so when you got into wow exactly and, and um and it was a long application it was not just an application it was also an interview and all mm-hmm. kinds of things they just wanted to see that i wanted to serve which is yeah. what i wanted to do and i loved it and, I, and you see that mm-hmm. you know i did get the scholarship they did pay for medical school wow i did come to san antonio you see what i'm saying yeah and, um, everything just so, fell into yeah. place yeah that, i think that's all god so yeah. so that's how god showed himself to me wow you know, I, I i had no idea but how it's going to do so because you know medical school costs more than a hundred thousand it sure does you know? cost a lot of money so, tell me about exactly. it so so i'm like how you know but god figure that out wow so so nobody can tell me that he does not exist he sure does wow especially when your passion is in line with his purpose for you exactly he makes a way wow Mm -hmm. wow this is amazing medical school paid free of charge did you know how much student loan people owe from going to medical school oh my goodness (laughs) i'm telling you you know thank you so much for really sharing that because Guys, if you're thinking about how you can you can achieve your dreams and your purpose, put it in God's hands. And, amen. And you you make a way just like he made yeah. a way for my sister here. Wow, that is a powerful testimony. Okay. Wow. And because of that, of course, in anything that you face, yes. you you remember. You go back to exactly. how he saw you through, right? There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you kind of become intentional in remembering what God has done for you in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what faith is, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Because fear can come easy, but exactly. faith, you have to be intentional. Like, no, I know how he saw me in the past. Exactly. And, and he's going to take care of this situation.
Amen. Thank you so much for sharing. Now we got to dive into your passion, your purpose, and what you love to do. And Mm -hmm. that will be on the aspect of mental health. Yes. You know, you know, COVID nineteen has uh, mm-hmm. has has really you know hit us in several levels. You know what I'm saying? And there's no telling on the extent this thing has affected people. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I mean, you see this every single day, and I just want you to talk more or give us a little insight on what you have seen on how this has like affected the mental health of uh, the adult population. And um, just for people to be aware that they are not alone out there and see how they can seek for help. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, COVID-19 was definitely hard on all of us. But can you imagine on someone that also is dealing with a severe and persistent mental illness? Mm. I mean, mean, they already started, you know, Mm -hmm. in a bad place. And then to add this on top... um, uh, the people that I was serving and that only had severe and persistent mental illness, they had a poor social support system and little resources. Mm-hmm. So, you know, things that we would turn to to help us, you know, with stress and, and to come through, they didn't have that. Mm-hmm. So some living in isolation mm-hmm. and, and once again with, with not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine, remember when people were raiding the stores for paper towels and, mm-hmm. and toilet paper, they, they didn't have any extra you know, mm-hmm. to do that, mm-hmm. you know, um, so, um, so th- there was definitely some isolation there, but I was so happy that at, at the time when the um, pandemic hit, mm-hmm. I was part of something called the ACT team, which is the assertive community treatment team, mm-hmm. um, at the center for healthcare services. So I was working with a team of people. So I wasn't just doing med management or or, or at least it, my job in the team was med management, psychiatric med management. Mm-hmm. But we had um, we had uh, licensed counselors, social workers, people to reach out to these individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, because we didn't know about the pandemic, a lot of us didn't know. You know, it was from a distance, you know, over phone and so forth. Mm-hmm. But and that was a big change because the ACT team is usually more hands on. We're in your face. We're right. in your house. We know your family. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as time went by and we saw that it, that was not working, um, the, the organization decided to provide pr- uh, personal protective equipment so that people can go into the home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not really into the homes, but at the home and meet outside, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know prevent you know infections yeah. and stuff like that but but and and then like as you said these people are so severe some of them actually just had to come into the clinic you know mm-hmm. um i didn't necessarily see them face to face they were but the fact that they they could leave their house and mm-hmm. come into an environment where there are people mm-hmm. where they can come out of isolation you mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. so uh, you know i mean that's that's what we had to do um you know, we had to get more creative because um, one of the things that I tell people in general, whether or not you have a severe and persistent mental illness, maybe it's, just, maybe it's depression and it's, it's and it's a mild depression, mm-hmm. is you know you need to get out and do things, mm-hmm. right? So during mm-hmm. the pandemic, that was hard with the lockdown. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, there's certain things that are free, mm-hmm. like your, your you know the the community parks, mm-hmm. the beach. You know, mm-hmm. things like that. That's outdoors, right? Absolutely. Get you get your exercise. So, so these are the things that I had to depend on. You know, unlike oh, go meet up with a friend or go to a movie or things that you know you yeah. could do when it wasn't a pandemic. Right. So that's kind of how you know um, I dealt with things. Um, 
and, and people made it thank goodness they made it through mm-hmm. yeah. wow yeah i tell you it is <laughs> never seen anything like this you know from coming from my because i can always only talk about my own experience i can't talk about somebody else you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. during this pandemic the extent of uh, people that were that had depression you know and clinical depression you know what i'm saying because we have to can you like let them know that there's a difference between oh i'm feeling blues today you know i just don't want to get yes. out you know and the difference between that and clinical depression the one that lingers you know past two yes. weeks and you're you want to hurt yourself you want to do all exactly. that. if you want to like you know tell the listeners so that they know when to differentiate oh this is not really feeling blues this is like you know heading towards clinical depression, if you can like talk a little bit about that so that people can know, you know, the signs and, and when to seek help. Okay. Um, you know, there, there's, you're right. There's a difference between just feeling sad mm-hmm. and a major depressive disorder. Mm-hmm. A major depressive disorder kind of comes in a cluster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there can be sleep disturbances, mm-hmm. you know, lack of interest in doing things that you were previously interested in doing. Mm-hmm. Um, excessive feelings of guilt. You know, mm-hmm. everybody feels bad about yeah. something once in a while, but yeah. you let it go. But then you let it beat you up and, mm-hmm. and drag you down, mm-hmm. you know, feeling that you're worthless. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having low energy, mm-hmm. your appetite could be increased or decreased. Because, you know, when people get sad, they, mm-hmm. they, they may not eat at all or right. they might want to eat their way out of their problems. Mm-hmm. Um, sleep may be disturbed. Either they're sleeping too much, like almost all day long, or not even sleeping enough. Like they wake up early in the morning. I'm talking about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. They can't go back to sleep and they mm-hmm. don't know why. Yeah. Um, you know, they can't concentrate as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the thoughts of suicide, mm-hmm. you know, um, or or thoughts of death, um, feeling restless, or just being generally slowed down. Mm-hmm. Those, you know, somebody that used to be outgoing and loud and mm-hmm. and mixing with people, all of a sudden they're quiet, they're, they're slowed down, they're isolated. Yeah. It, you know, these changes in behavior, mm-hmm. even if they're if if you know they're they began or increased their alcohol consumption, yeah. added drug use, all these things. These are just like you know, glaring signs, yeah. you know, of, of a depression. And, and unfortunately, it can, you know, this depression can lead to, you know, suicide attempts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Wow. So I want to bring in the ACT team. That was a, that's a wonderful way. You're still, do you all like see um, patients with, with, all, with, with all this mental health issue? I know you all see, you talked about that you all see them, you know, and they kind of come to you guys now being able to come out, you know, since this pandemic is slowing down. And sometimes you all do go with PPE to kind of uh, meet them, you know, meet their needs. Um, do you all like when they come, do you all like give them uh, like medications for depression or do you all like just help them with just their physical needs or you all is like holistic approach to the care when they come to you guys i like that question because act teams are different across the nation Uh um when i was first introduced to an act team model i was actually interviewing for residency Mm -hmm. and they were telling me about sending the team out to the streets and meeting people under bridges Mm -hmm. and giving them injections and medicine Mm -hmm. you know that's that's like the i would say the extreme end of act team because you're really on the streets and you know finding people yeah Um, like homeless people yes Uh yes 
Um, ours was a little, you know, but a little more moderate in that, you know, thank goodness a lot of our people did have housing. Yeah. You know, uh, even though it may be government subsidized housing, but, you know, housing. Um, and um, we would, you know, like I said, I, I would see people virtually either via video or phone, mm-hmm. but sometimes people were so bad I needed to see them in the in clinic. Person, yeah. And, yeah, exactly. Um, so they were bought, see, and then they got assistance in being transported to the clinic, mm-hmm. either, you know, through Medicaid or through their case manager and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so the thing is, I would provide the medication management, but the um, counselors or, you know, or case managers will be providing what we call psychosocial training, mm-hmm. you know, treat teaching people how to deal with stress, mm-hmm. you know, how to live life, how to deal with interpersonal conflicts, all this other thing. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I, I liked it. I feel like it's a well-rounded approach. I feel like it shouldn't just be for those that are severely and persistently mentally ill that yeah. a lot of people need these services, yeah. but it's expensive. And mm. so they have to limit it to a certain population. It looks like. Gotcha. So, wow. Mm-hmm. So if somebody wants to like tap into that resource, how can they, you know, tap into it. Uh, that's that's a good question. Um, so the act, I can only go by the act team that I know, which uh-huh. was with the Center for Healthcare Services, mm-hmm. and their general number is two one zero two six one one thousand. You just have to ask. You know, say that. Um, I, I think I know someone that's interested in, um, or that may qualify for acting services. Would you please connect me? Because you know, there's a whole process. Yeah. you can't just walk in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you have to, that, you have to screening. Of yeah. course, of yeah. course. Wow. Well, I'm glad because some people don't know this. There's um, resources like that that can help them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. maybe if you see somebody on the streets or whatever, you say, oh, my God, how can I just help this person? You know, not just yeah. giving them money or whatever. You can actually refer them to uh, uh, services that they can um, benefit from. And mm-hmm. is there any kind of disparity, you know, on, on that? Do you see, like, every kind of uh, all culture, all uh uh, group like Caucasian, Blacks, or is there some kind of disparity? Oh, there's a huge mix. I mean, um, um, I'll say a mental illness does not discriminate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's too much for everybody. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Awesome. Wow. Bless your heart. So you are here. The number um, for y'all to like, you know, act, you know, reach out to the acting services will be two one zero. Two six one one thousand. You know, so you'll just go through that process and see uh, and get the help that you need. Hopefully, this will help you guys in one way or the other. You know, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dr. Dawkins. Appreciate you in giving and, and, us that information. And I want to also add this because some people may be going through um, depression and anxiety mm-hmm. because of the um, pandemic, and some people may feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, in general, um, we have that um, as a resource, um, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Absolutely. Um, that is 1-800-273-8255. Mm-hmm. Um, another way is uh, 1-800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K, uh, to try to remember that. Mm-hmm. You know, because somebody, you know, mm-hmm. in the middle of the night mm-hmm. or had a bad evening or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, it's after hours you know right, right. um yeah th- there is a 24 hour seven day a week lifeline yes. to call yeah i appreciate you know, that, they yeah. Think that they, yeah 
that they can't handle it and, mm-hmm. and they need someone to talk to. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That that is huge. That is very important, you know. And that number again is one eight hundred two seven three talk. That's mm-hmm. a twenty four hour service that you can talk to somebody if you're feeling like you, you you're pretty much overwhelmed with everything and mm-hmm. if you have any suicidal thoughts or whatever, just call that hotline and people somebody can assist you guys. Well, I, I really hope that this is adding value to you guys live from the listeners and, and because it, it is it is adding a huge um uh, value to mine because I'm gonna be sharing this to people and i say if you listen to this and you is adding value to it to your life please share it so that other people can benefit from it right um i really really appreciate uh all that you have uh discussed with us uh sister dockers i just also wanted to ask you um what you think or how people can manage because we are we are gradually getting into the post-pandemic period right uh-huh. Uh, I just wanted to see if you can give them as a mental health expert, if you can tell them a little bit of some tips that can help them or uh, how they can, you know, how can they can navigate, uh, especially people that have mental health issue already and have this heat on them and maybe kind of worsen their situation, uh, how they can, you know, navigate post-traumatic stress syndrome, because that can, you know, bring that in the future for some of pe- some people that have had mental health issue and even some people that have not don't even have mental health issue this this that has been trauma you know what i mean people yeah. have lost their parents people have lost their yes. grandparents people that have yeah. lost their loved ones friends you know what i'm saying right at the nick of, with with, with yeah. no just like that you know what i'm saying so how can what what recommendation or advice do you give to somebody maybe that just lost a dear one that might, you know, seeing themselves like a little bit trying to tip into a mental health issue with post-traumatic stress disorder. I, I say for everyone, um, be kind to yourself mm-hmm. and take it one day at a time. Absolutely. You know, none of us have been through this. We're all trying to figure it out. We're all human beings. Do not be cr- too critical of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, give yourself pr- permission to grieve, to be human. Yeah, you know, and 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 reach out for help. Do mm-hmm. not isolate. Talk to friends. Mm-hmm. You know, talk to family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's a, it's a good thing that things are opening up, and, mm-hmm. and you know, it's you know, some sometimes the worst place to be is is within your is is within your own mind right yes. mm-hmm. because then you're just circulating the negative thoughts and the loss and everything like mm-hmm. that and sometimes you have to get out of yourself and reach out to people be in the midst of people um you may feel that you have nothing to contribute but you do yeah. you know uh, um, understand your inherent worth and that you're here for a reason mm-hmm. um you know and and that's that's the best thing I can say. It's it's for you know forgive yourself, be gentle with yourself, take time, and do seek the um, appropriate mental health professionals. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I like the the part that you said. You know, talk to people, talk to family, friends, surround yourself with support system. You uh-huh. know, is super important. When you stay in isolation, that can, that can, you know, you know, cause a whole lot of rehearsing of what you've been through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, it is hard. A lot of people are hurting. <laughs> Seriously. 
it, it is hard because when you when you go to work and hear what people are going through and how this pandemic has affected relationships and their health and you just in fact that's what one of my motivation to do this i'm like man i need to have people talk you know what i'm saying because you can't bottle that emotion in you sometimes you just need to you know speak it out and talk about it you know and, and seek healing yeah, and, and also to find something that is outside of yourself. To yes. you know, you know, we've all been through things. Yes, um, especially this pandemic. You know, even though we may have suffered in our different ways, mm-hmm. what have we learned? Mm-hmm. How can we become better? You Absolutely. know, you know. You see, what I'm saying. Absolutely. So, so that it's not just something happening to us. Yes. Now, what am I going to do? with this life that I am privileged to have having made it through this pandemic. Yes, you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Finding a meaning. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Finding, finding, you know, they said like there's a, there's a silver lining in every, I don't mm-hmm. know if I get it right. Uh, yeah. You know, there's yeah. silver lining. Yeah. For every cloud. Exactly. Yeah, there every, you go. Yeah. For every cloud there's a silver lining. Just find mm-hmm. a silver lining. Okay. Yeah. I lost, I lost somebody. But, you know, at least we were able to, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know. I just don't know how it will be for another person. But just find, yeah. like you said, something good out of, yeah. you know, the bad. You know, for I know for me, it, during this pandemic, it helped me find out some stuff I didn't even know about myself. You know what exactly. I'm saying? And yeah. I know for you, too, you know, yes. you were able to, <laughs> guys. This lady is something else. She learned how to play the guitar, the guitar. right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Because I'm like, I'm not just gonna sit here doing nothing. Cause, right. you know, I was working from home, right? And, you know, let me do something, mm-hmm. something. You know, you gotta get. Yeah, I was looking for something beyond where I was. Mm-hmm. You know, to pass this. You know. Yeah, um. absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, and that, and that is how this podcast was birthed too. Post pandemic, mm-hmm. let's talk about it. How we overcame, you know what I mean, and and share it out to the world because you know the 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 whole ringleader of all this crisis we are facing in this world is the devil. Yeah, and all yes. his plan is just to. You know, you know, build, do, kill, and destroy. Exactly, mm-hmm. and then fill the earth with the with the falsehood that God is not good. Mm-hmm. But we know that God is good, and how we need to, you know, continue to spread the goodness of God. You know, mm-hmm. even in the midst of the chaos, even in the midst of all this pandemic and everything we've been through, we still know that God is good and and got our back. Wow! Thank you so much for for your contribution. Now, um, before we go. I'm going to, you know, ask Miss uh, Dockers to tell me one way she distressed. But we'll be back. Let her think about it. We'll be back. And you're listening to the artistry of Dr. Flow Music podcast. And this is Florence Isigza Davis, a.k.a. Dr. Flow Music. And I have a special guest, Dr. Dockers Adepoju. <laughs> there you go. Yes, yes. <laughs> we'll be right back, guys. <laughs> Bye. All right, welcome back. This is the artistry of Dr. Flow Music podcast, and you're listening to Florence Sigurdsson Davis, aka Dr. Flow Music, and I have uh, my sister here, Dr. Dacus, and she will be telling us a hobby that helps her to de-stress. Now, tell us a hobby. I know you love the beach. Beside the beach. Oh, oh you're so funny. <laughs> 
funny. Oh, oh yeah. See, that was the thing with the pandemic. One yeah. of the things I could not do to de-stress was travel. I love, love, love travel. Yeah. I love sitting at the beach for hours and doing nothing. I could. I mean, you know, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so the pandemic kind of took that away from me. So, yeah. as you had already said, I, you know, I have instruments in my house because I love music, mm-hmm. and I, I figure I was. I've been this guitar has been sitting here collecting dust let me start practicing <laughs> and, and so and it's also because i love singing and yeah. you know it's hard to find an accompanist yeah. so it's like let me let me be my own accompanist yeah, so, absolutely. You know? so i picked up the guitar i started learning that you know music in general so singing mm-hmm. i play the I play the piano, I play the guitar, but wow. I'm better at the singing and the flute than the yeah. piano and the guitar. Yeah, you, so, you're good. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how you did it. Man, I've had my daughter's yeah. piano sitting here. I cannot learn that. No, that's a skill I cannot yeah. learn. You see, is learning how to play instrument and then learn a new language. Yeah, those yeah, two, so no. Those are hard. <laughs> but it's a, it's a constant challenge, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's, so it's like a lifelong uh, puzzle that yeah. I need to solve. And, and so it keeps me going from yeah. day to day. So, yeah. Yeah. There's another thing too that you did that I really admire, you know. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm putting that in my bucket list of something that mm-hmm. I'm gonna do in the future is going on a, on a mission. Medical oh, mission. Yes, yes, Medical yes, yes. mission. I was like, yes. oh my God. I was blown away when you, when you, you know, your travel to, it was India, right? It was India. And I did it right before the pandemic. Yeah. That, and it, yeah. It, but that was great. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I am. I was there. I love that. I've, uh, you know, just like t- saying about something that we did before the pandemic, I went on a mm-hmm. cruise right before the pandemic with my family. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, oh. now I don't know. I'm sure you guys appreciate Oh my it. God, we sure did. It was 2019. Yeah. And wow. right now, I don't know how the cruise is going to be right now because mm-hmm. it will be a totally different experience, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, going on a medical mission is something that I really would love to do in the future, you know. And but, there's definitely opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, man. It has been a very, very, very enriching conversation with you, uh, Sister Dockers. But before you go... I usually do this. I usually ask people to tell me which song of mine that they appreciate or that they love, you know, and tell me why. In that way, so that I can know. I usually like feedback. In that way, I can know, you know, um, the song to play for my audience next because I don't close out any session without play without praying or and play music. So when whichever one you say, that's the one I'm gonna play for the listening audience, and I'll play for you too. Okay, so I, I love like a lot of the lyrics in your songs, and I, so I'm a person of words. I like to focus on the words, uh, and um, but the the song that I like, I guess, the most, um, yeah. maybe because it also came with a video and everything, was "This Is My Story." Oh yeah, uh, one, yeah. You know, obviously, I mean, you know, as you said, you you really get to know a person when you get a, a picture into their life, mm. and I always like stories of people overcoming. Mm you know adversity so mm-hmm. you know that one is the one that i like the most oh man i know yeah. I, yeah i remember i remember you you know saying something about it you know a couple of yeah. months ago about that that music that music that's that song is actually my person yeah like you said it's really it's really my life you know story mm-hmm. for real you know and yeah. I, and i pray ministers to people you know that being have gone through bad relationship and 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 pray that they will see 
God's intervention as he gives them a second chance or as he, you know, changes their love story or their relationship and restore it to what he really wants. God does not want us to suffer in our relationship. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't want us to really, he just like Adam and Eve in a relationship where they are, he gave them everything, you know, until sin came in. So his desire for us are of good and never of evil. So that yeah, song really that. brought out what what I went through in my um, in my previous marriage, you know, until I got you know got you know to change everything and what I went through through my divorce, and it was hard. It was hard, you know. Yeah. And for him to give me a second chance to love again is 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 you know it's just a blessing. And I just put that song is out there because it's my personal story and hope it kind of encourages somebody out there. Yes, yeah. definitely. Wow. Definitely. I'm going to play it at the end of this segment, guys. This is my story. It's off of uh, my Beautiful Ashes EP, and you guys will be hearing it. But before you do hear it, I would love for my sister here to pray for us. All right, Dr. Doc, Dr. you want to go ahead and, and, and lead us in a, in a word of prayer. I really don't want to end this, but I just yeah, want us to yeah, keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we do have a practice anyway, right? We have oh, to, yeah. we have you praise did. team, okay, you know, uh-huh. she's, she sings, she sings amazing. She has an amazing, uh, soprano. Don't you see soprano and alto at the same time? I, I do both. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes tenor. Yeah. Yeah. You do all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah let's have a word of prayer and we can get ready to meet for our you know our practice tonight all right all right, all right. listening listeners you're join us in a word of prayer okay father god in heaven we just thank you for this opportunity to share um you know sharing uh, about our relationships about our work about our you know, our clients about what you have called us to do, Lord. We just thank you. And we just pray that somebody Hmm. who is listening to this podcast would have taken something um, that would have inspired them, that would have brought them closer to you. Um, We we just pray that, that this is just the beginning that, mm-hmm. that we planted a seed, but that your Holy mm-hmm. spirit will take over mm-hmm. and transform lives through this podcast. Mm-hmm. I thank you for, um, Dr. Davis, uh, just inviting me, mm-hmm. uh, to this podcast. And I pray, pray that you will bless her music. Mm-hmm. You'll bless her family mm-hmm. and you'll um, bless this podcast ministry. Mm-hmm. And I ask all this along with the forgiveness of sins in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And amen. Ooh, you have really blessed me this evening, Sister Dawkins. It is just thank you so much for honoring this invitation. You know? Yeah, I and I appreciate you asking because I think I, I, even though I'm hesitant sometimes to speak, you know, in public <laughs> and, and everything like that. But when it comes to speaking about my passion, yes. talking about mental health, yes. getting people better, I'm gonna be there. I know? know. I'm glad. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm glad it's not everybody that I call. I I I, yeah. I choose people that I know yeah. add value to this podcast. And I am so glad and hope, you know, that um, people were able to pick out one thing that will, you know, help them in their journey, you know, be it in in faith and their health or relationship or, you know, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. just their life, you know, and I appreciate you so much for um, joining me. 
All right. And I will see you soon in an hour, right? <laughs> All right. Take care and say hi to your baby for me. Kiss your baby for me, okay? Okay. All right. Bye. All right, all right, all right. Wow. And that something and that powerful, encouraging, uplifting, inspiring, educational. Oh, I've been blessed to have Dr. Dacus Adepaju with me. And I hope you were blessed. And I hope you're able to pick up something that will help you in your life's journey and if you'd be dealing with mental health issue oh oh you know in this pandemic and i hope you can you know pass this podcast information to someone else just share and i also want to hear from you because this is going to be an interactive podcast and i there's no way it can be interactive if i don't hear from you so I would love to hear your questions. I would love to hear topics that you want, us, want, want me to address with my, um, um, my special guests that I bring here. I just want to hear from you. So go to my website at drflowmusic.com and under the reviews, you can just go ahead and drop us a few feedback and questions and we'll show, we'll review it. Or you can email us through there, okay? Just go to drflowmusic.com dot com under the reviews type your name send us an email and we will get to your questions and also your feedback thank you thank you thank you thank you so much for listening and have a blessed day all right you will be hearing this is my story and i hope it blesses you bye bye Oh